I want you to take your Bible today, if you would, and please turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, we had folks on the way to church this morning, uh, slid off the highway and had to go back home. And, and so we need to pray for the safety of all those. I don't know how bad it's getting outside. Uh, I just usually just stay here and pray all day on Sunday. And then I lie about it in the pulpit. But uh, we'll pray that uh, the weather will be better uh, on your way home. And if it's real bad, you can stay here and call me after a while and tell me if it's safe for me to come back. All right. Verse 51. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 15. Verse 51. Since the crowd is short, I thought maybe I'd keep the message short. That guy don't need it anyhow. He's so spiritual, it don't make any difference. The Bible says, Behold, look here, be attentive. What I'm about to say is very important. Stop, yield, watch. Behold, I show you a mystery that has not been revealed heretofore. That's why it's called a mystery. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. I'd like to talk to you for just a minute this morning on this subject. A change is on its way. Uh, we're living in a society that is an absolute mess. You think about it, ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely going down the tubes. Socially, we are in a society that is a pleasure-seeking, crazy, sin-loving, violent society. If you were to take those things off of television, nobody would watch it. Violence, sex, Sin. We're in a mess in America, I believe. You can almost trace it back to the 60s. A lot of you folk didn't live through the 60s. You just slid through them. But there was a moral earthquake in the 60s. American society has never, has never gotten over it and will not get over it until the second coming of Jesus Christ. The philosophy was called moral relativism. Everything in the 60s became relevant. No absolutes. No black 
or white, but everything became gray. Political correctness. Thusly, there's no absolute creator. And if there's no absolute creator, then there's no absolute truth. No absolute right, no absolute wrong. Society as a whole is a moral, confused mess. Now we have terms to describe society such as transgender, bisexual, homosexual, everything but straight. But I've got news for you. A change is on its way. It ain't all gloomy and it's not all dark. Amen. Did you know tonight that 27 plus million children will go to bed in a home with no father? God must have known how important a father was or he would not incorporated one in the family. 27 million plus children today will go to bed tonight in a single parented home. The youth today, I ask you the question, is the youth today a lost generation or the product of a lost generation? The trouble with our children, they just like the parents. And uh, I just believe someone has said that uh, 250,000 plus high school girls will attend class this year pregnant. 250,000 plus. I don't know if these stats are accurate or not. I got them the same place you get them off the internet. I don't know about this one, but they say that 100,000 students attend school every day with a pistol on their person. A hundred thousand pistol-toting teens in our schools. But that's relevant. I just got news for you. It's not all gloom and doom. Someone has said that a million teens today are alcoholics and probably more than that. One out of eight babies born in America is illegitimate. I read the other day that the Bible said the wicked shall be turned into hell and the nation that forget God. Our nation has forgotten God a long time ago. You think about it, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth shall he also reap. Out of 66 lifestyles, out of 66 lifestyles, Christians are no different than the lost. 66 lifestyles. This world's a mess. Have you ever noticed that? Socially, this world is a mess. Morally, this world is a mess. I picked this off of today. Uh, I know you're not interested in this, but CBS News reports that uh, they're giving out a whopping 110,000 condoms to our Olympic athletes. 
110,000 condoms for 2,925 participants at the Winter Games for 14 days. That's 36.6 condoms apiece. Now that's 2.6 per athlete per day. That's not my news, it's yours. CBS. And we sit with our heads in the sand, seemingly think that everything's just fine. No, it's relative. See, there's 450,000 condoms passed out in Brazil at that Olympic. Maybe I better go on. You folk look like you're asleep. But I have news for you. A change is on its way. Morally, it looks as though we're going down the tube. Politically, (laughs) I don't know. It changes from day to day. And we voted that we have a change, right? But we voted for the wrong guy. Jesus is the one who's going to make the change. Amen. And I've got great news for you. Politically, we're going down the tube. We're voting for self-seeking, dishonest, self-promoting politicians who no longer love our country, but they love all the power and the money they may grab while they're up there in office. Have you, I just wonder what the Clinton crowd and the Berkeley bunch and the Harvard hoodlums are going to do for us this next year as we transgress a little bit more against God. Environmentally, thank God we're saving owls, seals, trees, ozone, and killing babies. This country is a mess. But I got great news for you. There's a change coming. (laughs) Are you glad there's a change coming? Uh, Somebody tell me, are you glad a change is coming? Domestically, you know our homes have fallen apart. Isn't it amazing? Christian homes are falling apart at the same rate that the heathen homes are. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing uh, that uh, that uh, marriage is old-fashioned anymore in America? But I've got news for you. A change is on its way, and I'm so glad of that. Educationally, we're a mess. You know, you just think about it. Now we're teaching safe sex instead of no sex. And now we're uh, uh, honoring our athletes and dishonoring our academics. Just think about it. Rebellion instead of respect. We're talking about monkeys instead of God. Condoms instead of being consistent. And maybe police now is running the show instead of the parents. What a mess. Can you say amen? That's the reason most folk voted for Trump. They wanted to change. Now that they got Trump, they don't want to change. Religiously. Religiously, Satan sold us a bill of goods, has he not? We've substituted programs for prayer meetings and COs for pastors. 
Think about it, if you would, please. Our churches are getting new Bibles, new songs, new sermons, new buildings, new names, new programs. Buildings without the cross, buildings without the steeple, buildings that now have taken on the form of a campus instead of a church house. Can you say amen? Now somebody said, I don't like that. Didn't ask you whether you liked it or not. Yeah, new, new, new names. Uh, oh, oh, we don't have names anymore. We're no names. Uh, we're not denominational anymore. We're none. That means we're nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. That means if you don't believe anything, you'll fall for everything. Come on now, somebody. This is a little crowd. Now, surely some of you can say amen. But we're in a mess, but I got news. I got great news for you. A change is on its way. And I'm glad of that today. I'm awful glad of that. I'm glad that this church is not a church of programs, but a, a place of preaching. I'm glad we haven't substituted visual aids and uh, dramas and entertainment for the preaching of the Word of God because the Bible said the foolishness of preaching, God's chosen to save those that are lost. Amen. And so until Jesus comes, we're just going to be old-fashioned. We don't need a new building. We just need uh, a new members. Uh, we just need to see people saved and born again. And as a result of all that you and I see going on today, the devil has sold us a new bill of goods. As a result, we have salvation without a Savior. Uh, we have uh, sanctification without separation. Uh, we have not only the Bible without belief. We have worship without a walk, redemption without repentance, and Christianity without Christ. Oh, what a mess we're in. What a mess we're in morally, educationally, spiritually. Oh, we could talk about it judicially. We could talk about it. But I've got great news for you. A change is on its way. How does God change this nation? How's God going to change this world? How's God going to change it all? Because the Bible says, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You know what would happen to you if you walked into heaven and looked like you are now? You'd be blown into a thousand smithereens. The holiness of God would so permeate and disor and dis just disannul you. You would be absolutely. Bible says no man can look at God and live. Moses, just get your head, stick back into the cleft that rock, and I'll pass by, and you can just behold my backside. And when Moses just saw the backside of God, he turned as white as the fuller could wash, as white as snow, man. Can you imagine what would happen? You say, well, I'm going to heaven. Not like you are now. You and I are not fit for heaven because flesh and blood, according to the Bible, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 50, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. But I've got news for you. A change is on its way. How does God change 
our educational system? How does God change our judicial system? How does God change our moral condition? How does God change our religious condition? How does he change it? Listen, one person at a time. I cannot change your home. You are the one to change your home. I cannot change the moral values in your home. I cannot stand there with your remote control and make sure you're only watching uh, guppy bubbles or Roadrunner and Coyote. I cannot do that. Brother Andrew cannot do that. The officers cannot do that. The church will not do that. The only way that your home can change is for you to accept the change that's on its way. I thought that was good preaching. Uh, it It may go over like a concrete cloud, but I think as individuals that makes up the whole, we need to be changed. We need to look in the mirror and ask God to change us. You say, well, I don't need no change. Touch me after church. Some of your perfection needs to rub off on me. Some of your holiness needs to be soaked in by me. But I've got great news. I read today that there's been a mystery among us. Hidden throughout the eons of time throughout the Old Testament. And Paul says to you and I, it's Revelation Day. I want to share something with you from the depths of my soul, Paul said. Now, I know that the Roman Empire is a mess, and I know that the morals in Romans chapter 1, where it talks about giving them over to a reprobate mind, and I know that 15 or so of the emperors in Rome during Paul's lifetime were homosexual, and that Nero did not even spare his own mother and lived in incense. I know that the world is corrupt, Paul said. I know that this world's going to hell in a headbasket. I know that everything's wrong. I know the church is being persecuted. I know they hung our cross, our Christ on the cross, but I have great news. I'm going to share with you a mystery. Thank God, change is on its way. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die. Get this now. But we all shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Notice it didn't say blink. Because you can see a blink. See that? That's a blink. Some of you are blind. I knew it with both eyes. That's a blink. But we're going to be changed, not in the blink, because you can see a blink. But you're going to be changed in the twinkle. A twinkle is what my wife had when she first saw me preaching several years ago. 
She was sitting way back in the back on the right-hand side of the church. And I could see the twinkle all the way up here. And I just started singing, twinkle, twinkle, little star. In the twinkle of an eye. In the twinkle of an eye. The trump shall sound. And we shall be raised. Incorruptible. And we shall all be changed. Oh, some of you whose body is getting tired and aching and hurting, not functioning as it did a few years ago. I got great news. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. It does not appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself even as he is pure. Oh, let me tell you something. I've got great news for you. A change is on its way. And God's going to change this whole thing by changing individuals. And that change will begin when you are born again. Jesus said, marvel not, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Except a man be born of water, and a spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God, John 3. And then he said, that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Didn't I read a while ago that flesh could not inherit the kingdom of God? Didn't I read that a while ago? Do you know you can't go to heaven like you are? And that which is spirit is spirit, Jesus said. Nicodemus said, well, Lord, I don't understand it. How can I, who am old, be born again? Can I enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, Nick, you need to quit messing around. Listen to me now, just a minute. He said, Nick, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. That which is born of water and so forth and so on. I don't know about you, but all of my babies, now all of my kids, they weren't my babies. It was somebody else's baby that were my kids. But every one of them that was born was wrapped or surrounded in a bag of water. And I thought maybe that that bag of water had to break before and necessitate and to aid in the birth of the child. Is that right? Except you be born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. 
Now, if you've never had the water birth, you ain't here yet. So you don't have any problem about going to heaven because you ain't here yet. But now, if you have been born natural and your mother surrounded you in a bag of water for nine months, they say that that's the nearest thing to paradise on the earth. Being wrapped in a bag of water for nine months. Think about it. An individual shock absorber system. Mama hits a bump, baby never feels it. The water. Nine month around the clock food supply. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And then one day, out of paradise, innocent little Andrew and malicious little Mandy, (laughs) surrounded in this bag of water, living in paradise. Suddenly one night at three o'clock in the morning, Water never breaks during the daytime. It's always when you're in bed, laying next to the wife, splash. (laughs) Woo! What's that? Let's go. Suddenly, in paradise, suddenly the paradise for the baby's gone. And muscles begin to contract Bones begin to move about to enable that child to be born. And the first thing that child realizes is a six-foot giant, a hold of his toes, slapping him on the backside. Welcome to the world. That's flesh. If you've experienced that, there needs to be a change because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None righteous, no, not one. Every one of us has turned to his own way. And if you have been born Naturally, if you're here, if you're breathing God's air, Jesus said, you must be born again because flesh, this stuff, and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Thusly, Jesus said, There is such a thing as spiritual birth. And the Bible said, when that takes place, if any man be in Christ, he is a, what? New creature. God initiates the chains at the new birth that's going to consummate at the second coming. 50 years ago, I was born again in my living room. 
before my couch, I invited Christ to come into my heart and give me what the Bible describes as spiritual birth. Nicodemus didn't understand it, so Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Nicodemus still scratching his head like some of you are right now. And he said, I don't understand. Jesus, being the wise master soul winner that he was, well, Nick, the wind listeth worth will. You cannot not hear the sound thereof, or whither it goeth, so is every man that is born of the Spirit of God. Well, what does that mean? Now I'm going to ask the biggest blowhard I know on this platform to do me a favor. Brother Sean, I'll blow it. <laughs> Watch this now. This is a biblical truth you need to get a hold of. Blowing it, John. See that? Blow again, John. Blow again, John. <laughs> you didn't see, you didn't hear it. Didn't see where it's going. All you saw was what happened when it came by. You see, 50 years ago in my living room, just a hell-bound, ugly, dirty sinner, I knelt at my couch, a hell-bound, hell-raising, selfish sinner, and said, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know if I died right this hour, I'd go to hell. But I don't want to do that. Would you please forgive me and save me? And I stood up a heaven-bound saint. Not perfect, but changed. Changed. I'm talking about changed. Internal change. Permanent change. Glorious change, eternal change. Have you been changed? Hey, I've got some great news for you. A change is on its way. And it's initiated and began with a new birth of just doing what God said to do accepting by faith the Lord Jesus. Initiated by the new birth, but continued by growth in grace. Second Peter 3 and 18, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whom be glory forever, amen. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me read this. When I was a child, I spake as a child. 
I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Growth and grace means you put away childish, immature, lust. It's time a lot of Christians grew up and started acting like folk who have been nourished in the Word of God and have grown because of their faithfulness to God, because of their Bible study and prayer, and because of their active service. You see, the Bible talks about man shall not live by, you know the rest of it, bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You see, growth necessitates nourishment. Growth necessitates nourishment. Oh, how many folks today believe that they can grow in grace by just coming to church on Sunday? No, growing is a daily thing. Growing is aided by Bible study. The Bible says that the inward man is renewed day by day. It's one minute till 12. Would you believe that? Do you believe I'm just about done? Didn't think you'd believe that. Permanent, lasting change is on its way. Now let me help you with this one. Change begins at the new birth. Change is continued by growth and grace. Change will consummate the second coming of Jesus Christ. Let me read it for you. I can't add to it. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. What's this? For this corruption must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. And cell phones will be outdated in that day. But thank God we still have them today. Answer it. Maybe Trump wants some advice from me. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. 
O death, where's thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. Sin is the stinger. Sin is that thing that inoculates you and I. But death is its final victim. You say, preacher, why do I have to die because of sin? Sin is the sting of death. The Bible says the strength of sin is the law. What are you talking about, preacher? The more you read the law, the more you realize you're a sinner. The more you read the law, it condemns us. It's our schoolmaster that brings us to Christ. Now, but thanks be unto God, a change is on its way. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you've experienced the new birth and you have a spiritual birth, You've been birthed into God's family through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Adam all die. Even so in Christ all shall be made alive. If you've been saved and you've been born into God's family, the change has begun You're responsible now to continue that change for God's glory, not for yours. And on your way, I've got great news for you. The final change is on its way. And it'll consummate when Jesus Christ comes back and the trump of God sound and the dead is raised to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and we're all going to take off to heaven like Hogan's goat through the air And listen real good. If you're not saved, you'll hear me say, I told you so. (laughs) Yes, we have been justified by faith. And we are being sanctified by faith. And one glorious day, we shall all be glorified to be like him forever and ever and ever. And to God be the glory, a change is on its way.